We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything Lakers with a little impromptu live stream because the Boston Celtics lost in game six and will not be hoisting the NBA championship trophy this year. The worst season in Lakers history is officially over. The offseason is here. Thankfully, it didn't end in the worst way possible, which would have been with a Celtics championship. I will have some members of LakersNation.com joining me tonight. Like, here we go. Sean Davis. How are you doing, Sean? I'm definitely watching winning time again tonight for one specific moment. And I think we all know what that moment is. Would it be this moment from Ricky Reyes? Who happens to, with a super chat, says, F Boston. I definitely, uh, so we were doing our play-by-play, Trevor, and immediately after we got off, I called one of my buddies, and I just shouted this into his ear for like three minutes in a row. Um, <laughs> so yes, I am definitely in full agreement there. Um, so the the Warriors win. I'm not counting myself on words. I wore blue for this game for the Warriors to show my support <laughs> there, but I'm not, I certainly don't count myself a Warriors fan or a Warriors supporter. They were just the lesser of two evils from the Lakers fans' perspective. I understand there were some people that were on the Celtics side, non Lakers fans, particularly if you were a LeBron fan, might have been on the Celtics side of this one. But for Lakers fans, this is a sigh of relief. The Celtics don't get a championship here. The season is over. And now we can look ahead to the offseason and what's going to be a very busy offseason um, for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, oh, Benjamin with super chat said to the last super chat, but maybe I missed one. Um, oh, there's one more in here somewhere. I'll have to go find it said it's apparent. Curry will never be as good as LeBron. Just look at the resumes. This hurts KD, which I'm, which I love as a LeBron fan. Ha ha ha. Yeah. I've been saying this for a while. If, if you're saying that Steph Curry greater than sign LeBron James or even equal to sign LeBron James, that's crazy. It's absurd. I don't care if they have equal amounts of championship. It's totally different circumstances. And I'm not saying Steph Curry is bad. Steph Curry is great. He's the greatest shooter ever. He's one of the greatest players ever. But LeBron might be, I think he is, but might be the greatest ever. So Steph Curry is not on the same level as LeBron James. And I don't think 
anything that happened in this series was ever going to change that. I never, ever would have imagined that being something that was in any way a consideration until this became more of a of a of a thing. I started to see this more on social media, but to me, it's crazy. No, I, I totally agree. And so I don't personally like getting into stuff like this where we're comparing players because then you're starting to get in back and forth battles between fans of a specific player, and then you start to diminish uh, how great a certain player is. Like Steph Curry is freaking incredible, but LeBron James, like you mentioned, Trevor is arguably the greatest player of all time. So, um, the somebody said the rings don't mean don't mean anything. Or come on, Trevor, I guess the rings don't mean anything. No. Not when you're talking about two players that are in different tiers in my mind. Kobe and Tim Duncan both got five rings, but who's yeah. the better player? Like, I mean, look, Robert Ory got a lot of rings too. You see the goat? All right. Are like, we putting him on the same? You know, I mean, and I'm not saying that Curry equals Robert Ory. Of course not. He's a, you know, Ory was a role player during his career, but I'm saying there's a difference. And if you're just looking at this saying four rings to four rings, therefore Curry equals LeBron. Again, you're missing so much there. Missing so much of the the conversation, if that's what, of the, of everything, if that's what you think, yeah, that's that's my opinion anyway. Um, not going to be just the two of us tonight, Sean. Do we got? Is he here? We got the optimist, Matt, the optimist Peralta. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Did you already tell the story about how we texted each other simultaneously? Yes, I, I did. I didn't tell our um, our audience here. Matt, why don't you share that story while while I send out the uh, a retweet here? Yes. So uh, Trevor and I were being degenerates and talking about other things. And um, as soon as it was clear the Celtics were going to lose, I texted Trevor verbatim. Can we go live so I can laugh? And at the same time, Trevor goes, should we go live when this ends? So this impromptu stream is a uh, courtesy of that conversation. It was, it was a little bit eerie, like, cause I was typing out my message on my computer and as I was like, my finger was over the return, button to send the message to you when it pops up, should we go live? And I went, that's too good. And now it's just a sign. Like, come on, man. Like Darvin Ham's our head coach and the Celtics lose. I, I love these last couple of weeks here. This is awesome. Yeah, right. Everything everything coming up Lakers in the last few weeks, I guess. I mean, I, I look at it this way. Finally, mercifully, the worst season in Lakers history is over. Is over and Thank it God. did not end in the worst way possible. And that would have been with a with a Celtics victory. So we've got that at least. And I know that's not necessarily reason to go crazy celebrating. The Lakers still had a terrible season, but there's certainly relief. And now we can turn to the offseason. Right. So I mean, I think that's that's reason enough to go live here and, and chat with Lakers Nation. By the way, we weren't rooting for the Warriors. We were rooting against the Celtics. So yes. it could have been the Star Wars team. We would have been rooting against the, the Celtics. Doesn't matter yeah, who it is. I tweeted out. I was like, I hope this is the last night I have to root for the Warriors. <laughs> so thank God. Oh, finally. Yeah. It's over. The season is over. And now we can look ahead to the off season. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. I've got a lot of people saying things in the in the chat. Uh, Carol Zorbano from Facebook said, "Happy for Curry. I'll just say he deserves it." Yeah, so Curry got the series MVP. Yep, totally deserved. Totally deserved. I mean, hundred percent, he deserved that that series MVP. And if people were for whatever reason, people were holding that over him that he hadn't got that deserving in this one for sure. 
gets the victory. Big moment, absolutely for him. Got to be happy for for Curry and what he did. Future Laker Gary Payne the second should have won it though, but <laughs> or future Laker Otto Porter Jr. According to a lot of the comments, we'll take that one too. Yep. What do you think about that, Matt? Like, I've got Otto Porter Jr. at the top of my list for free agency in terms of obviously there's some there's better players out there, but in terms of potentially gettable players, is he the top of your list too in, in free agency? I mean, yeah, if we're talking about um, potential targets, I think he has to be at the top or near the top. It's just for me, I'm not really sure if he's a realistic he has a realistic option for the Lakers because I feel like. <laughs> You know how we uh the last stream we were talking about does he stay or does he go if they win or lose? Uh-huh. You know, I had to sit on that and I feel like it's even more likely he stays now. I kind of flip-flop my answer. Um is it because they you think the Warriors pay him now because they won a, a championship? Yeah, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I think the more I, I realized like we've been talking about like things like continuity and chemistry. So uh-huh. you kind of want to keep most of the pieces of a championship core together. So in this case, even though I know offering auto porter even just the uh, tax pyramid level is gonna uh, increase that luxury tax of theirs i feel like they kind of have to at this point and for auto why not run it back with the team that just won a title so um if he's available though and he wants to come to the lakers if he says yeah golden state this was awesome but i'm gonna head to la and play for the lakers for the same amount of money by all means he'd be my top target i think that you can if the money's the same the lakers pitch would be you can start for us. We've got tons of minutes. Our roster's wide open. You're not coming off the bench behind Andrew Wiggins. For us, you're starting. Imagine what your value is going to be next summer if we give you a one-plus-one deal. Yeah, no, that has to be the pitch. There's just no way that he would come otherwise. Because um, let's face it, I'm not I'm not really sure after watching these finals how, how close the Lakers are to be a contender. But if he just wants to play 34, 35 minutes a night and start and, uh, you know, head back into free agency the following year and more teams have cap space, I think that would be a pretty decent move. Yeah. And I mean, also another argument for him potentially when they'll leave is Golden State, they might prioritize Kaminga and Moody, their development. They could easily steal minutes away from Otto Porter Jr. So that's just another reason why Otto might want to come to LA, especially if they offer him around starting caliber minutes. And, Really, that holds true for any team. Like as as Lakers focused as we are, the free agent class it is. I mean, it is a wing desert. There's there isn't much out there, right? There's just not. There's no depth at the wing position at all. So if Otto Porter Jr. if there's any rumblings that he might leave Golden State, his phone's going to be blowing up. I mean, I'd, I'd imagine his agent is probably already hearing stuff through back channels and all that of teams saying, "Hey, we want him." Because there's no, I mean, everybody's looking for three and D wings and there's hardly any of them on the market and he's the best one of them. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be uh, the girl that everyone wants to take to prom. <laughs> <free agency. laughs> oh, we're already getting to the relationship analogy here. Almost. Almost. It. That was a teaser. Uh, teaser, man. Dino Davila said, been listening since the beginning of the bubble season. Love the podcast and your guests. Can't wait till next season. Well, thank you, man. We really do appreciate that. Those of you guys who do enjoy the, the podcast, make sure over on Apple Podcasts, you subscribe and give us that five-star rating and review. Great way to help out the show. So we really do appreciate that as well. But thank you for, for being a longtime listener slash watcher of uh, the Lakers Nation podcast. We do truly appreciate that. Uh, GM Mercado with Super Chat said, Real talk, the people in the chat who are not happy at Curry winning are just LeBron fans, not Laker fans. Well, I mean, we kind of 
we made that delineation previously. Right? We, we've talked about this for weeks now, that in general, LeBron fans wanted the Celtics to win because they don't want to deal with Warriors fans saying Curry equals LeBron because championships. Again, understandable. Lakers fans in general did not want the Celtics to win because it's the Celtics and wanted the Warriors to win because the Lakers and Warriors, it's not really much of a rivalry. They were never good at the same time. So it never really turned into some hateful thing. Even if Warriors fans do like to you know, talk and everything, it it's never been something in, in my mind anyway. Uh, Matt, have you felt anything, any kind of ire towards, towards the Warriors? At least, I'm assuming it's not on the same level as the Clippers or the Celtics, if you've, you've felt any kind of animosity towards the Warriors. You know, I, I think about this question a lot. Um, why don't I hate the Warriors too much? And I honestly feel like it just comes down to the whole NorCal versus SoCal thing. And if uh -huh. you live in California, you probably feel it a lot more. But if you're a Lakers or Warriors fans, like sure. you know, out of state or somewhere else in the world, then you probably don't really care too much about it. Um, and I think what you said is true to having LeBron on the Lakers and stuff on the Warriors. That kind of adds the fuel to the supposed rivalry that exists between the two teams. But they've never... There's no like, you know, conference finals or playoff battles that you can really draw on to to have anything against them. Like, you know what I mean? Like we kind of don't like the, the the Suns after last playoffs. Right. But there's nothing sure. like that for us with the Warriors and the Lakers. So I, I personally am pretty apathetic, to be completely yeah. honest. Um, I have no problem with them winning. Obviously, I wish it was the Lakers, but uh, you root for them out of necessity because they're playing the Celtics. So. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, I'm just glad Boston didn't win. That's really all I care about. Um, yeah, that, that's that's really what it was for me, too. I was saying from the beginning of the playoffs, I don't care who wins as long as it's not the Clippers, not the Celtics. They made me sweat. I'll say that. They made, made me sweat. The Celtics got that close. Sam Blue says, Trevor, you don't speak for all Lakers fans. I know. That's why I said in general. <laughs> in general, from what I've seen, Lakers fans are not for the Celtics winning in general. LeBron fans are not for the Warriors winning in general. Are there Lakers fans who wanted the Celtics to win? Sure. Are there Celtics or are there, uh, are there LeBron fans who wanted the Warriors to win? Yeah, those exist. But in general, my sense has been the majority of fans lean that way, depending on, on which you're a fan of the LeBron or a fan of the Lakers generality. That's it. That's all. That's all. Somebody said, Tina Geeman, where's Ron Gutterman? <laughs> hmm. 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 I'm glad we will get to see Ron in uh, in Vegas. We will. Yeah, you guys can get your fill of Ron then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess we're just not good enough for the, the people, Trevor. Me and Sean, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, dang. No, I did see, I did see somebody before put up something that, that this is the first time that we've had the I forget what they called it, that something trio like the the fantastic trio or something together. Three amigos is that it? Maybe they no. did not say three amigos. I definitely would have remembered that one. Okay. Me, My me, bad. Sean, and you, Trevor. Yeah. Or I mean, if you guys watch playback, which you guys should, we're generally there together. Well, but so on the live show for a while there, we only had the capability to have two people on at the same time. It was me and, and one other person, so we right. didn't have three of us on at once. So yeah. Um, yeah, back in the, back during, like, I think last regular season, right? It was like me, Ron and you sometimes. So yeah, that's maybe right. Maybe that's what people are, uh, clamoring for. Uh, we will have some opportunities, uh, in Las Vegas to do that. which will be fantastic. I'm excited. Get everybody together. Uh, oh, here's, here's yeah. a question. 
Bucks would have put up a better fight. 100%. This comment says. 100%. Did we... I got the sense, like, midway through the series, I got the sense... I, I, it dawned on me, I'm like, I don't feel like we're watching the two best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. The Warriors maybe, and I think the fatigue may have been a factor with the Celtics, but there were some moments there where I went... The, the Bucks were a Chris Middleton away from potentially a title. Yep. When I look at the way this, this played out. Bucks probably repeat if they, I think the Bucks would have been Golden State if they were healthy. And I think we can all agree that Chris Middleton's on that Bucks team in the second round. They probably beat Boston as well. So it's unfortunate. But I mean, you look back the past decade, it feels like a lot of teams that have won the title have been predicated on health, unfortunately. So they'll probably have another crack in it next year. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I just, um, I thought Golden State had more answers for the uh, Celtic Wings, but I just can't imagine they would have had anything for Giannis, really. So uh, I feel like that would have been a more fun series, in my opinion, the chess match that would have gone between the two. And um, yeah, but again, like I said, can't uh, can't complain. Boston lost, so it's all right. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the important part. Now, it would have been a stress-free finals had it been Milwaukee and and Golden State, because then I really wouldn't, I probably would have been pulling for the Bucs. Yeah, I definitely would have been pulling for the Bucs, but it wouldn't be like the end of the world if, you know, the Warriors won. So, yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yep. Bad dog says still waiting for the bad dog slash Trev collab. Dude, just message me. <laughs> send, send me my DMs are open on Twitter or send me an email. We'll, we'll get it set up, man. Message me. Send it. Is Ron and Matt the same person? I, I am saw that. Dead. <laughs> oh. Here's something. Somebody said saw the nun video. Seems healthy. I Off season not. workout videos are tra- are thirst traps, boys and girls. But did you did you guys see it? I have not. I have not either. But okay. I'm just saying, if it's an off-season workout, it's a thirst trap. It could be. Is that it, another I mean, relationship analogy, maybe? No, it's the opposite. If anything. Alrighty. It's the E. Gian Leon. Remember, everybody was going nuts about him. You mean and he was working out against a folding chair? Yeah. Yeah. You're a real Laker fan if you remember that. Good times. Oh, no. Aside from old head Trevor. Ouch. Why do y'all care about the Celtics? They've mostly been irrelevant for a long time outside of a couple trips, uh, finals trips with Pierce. Uh, Paul Pierce sucks. Uh, 2008 (laughs) and 2010 was very stressful for me, and it was in my formative years of my basketball fandom. So, yeah, I still hate the Celtics. I mean, it doesn't take much. 
I'm I mean, in. I mean, really think about it. After 2010, what rivalries have the Lakers really had? Like, what other teams? Yeah. I mean, granted, from like 2013 to 2018, we were awful. So, right. So there's nothing really there. Um, I guess if you want to say the Warriors thing for some people, but here, here's now. a good example to like answer the question. That's like saying, asking an eight year old who's a Packers fan, why do they hate the Bears? It's just a rivalry. Like, it doesn't matter if you haven't necessarily. Like, the Bears have been awful for the past decade plus, but. You ask a younger, I guess, Packers fan, they're going to say, I hate the Bears. I hate the Bears' guts. And Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I will never like the Celtics for... So, you know what's funny? Someone asked me the other day, Matt, if it was a Clippers-Celtics finals, who would you be rooting for? And like, I hesitantly said Clippers, and I, and I still didn't like it, but I knew that was the right answer in my heart. Uh, my answer is um, the Clippers. Meteor. <laughs> the Meteor. Another another global catastrophe to uh to uh halt the finals. <laughs> yes. Uh first off, so this super chat says first off, F Boston had a great Correct. time on playback tonight. Thank you. I've been listening since the D days. Oh, that's Jeez. from way that's from way so first of all, I apologize. I'm not I don't think I'm great at this right now. Man, them podcasts I was, were rough. I was really <laughs> it was really rough back then. So if you you are a trooper if you've been through those days, but uh, thanks for the great podcast, you guys. I appreciate it. Those early days, those were not easy. So thank you for, for sticking it out that long as we uh, as we grew this and and became, I mean, we are the, the number one Lakers podcast in the world. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. There you go. Love that's, that. That's where we're at. But, um, but thank you. Truly, truly do appreciate it. And uh, yeah, and thank you for coming over on Playback as well. That was uh, That was a lot of fun. Got a few more super chats here. Just finding them. Oh, uh, Celtics lose. Tatum is an elite. Celtics are overrated. Going to enjoy them playing all those guys, paying all those guys, and being locked into a good but not great team. What is, I, I'm seeing a lot of hot takes about Jason Tatum right now, saying oh, Tatum sold. Tatum's not who we thought he was. All this kind of stuff. I think it's a little bit harsh, a little bit overreactionary. He's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. I think to Say That's this NBA is Twitter for you, Trevor. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I just feel like it's it's going too far to just say he's not going to be elite ever. Was he elite this season? No, not enough to win the NBA Finals. He had some incredible moments, but Curry was better than him in the finals. I don't think that's necessarily something to be ashamed of. That's an incredible Golden State Warriors team, but I don't look at this as the end of Jason Tatum. He's got a lot of good years left in the league too. And I would, you know, look, I would love to, I'd love to be able to say, this is it. The Celtics are done. Their window is closed forever. But I don't, I just don't think that's honest. It Go just ahead, sucks. Sean. Like it just sucks. Like you have one bad playoff series in your career and you're now the worst player of all time. I did it with KD too. After the net Celtics series or like now they're doing it with Steph, but in a positive way. You know, Steph is the greatest player ever in some people's minds. Hopefully not, but um, just a lot of overreactions for no reason. Tatum is going to be elite. He's only 24. Let's calm down. Yeah, that's future Laker Jason Tatum, guys. Stop, uh, that's, stop bashing that's, guy. right. <laughs> that's right. Future Laker, come on home, Jason Tatum. We knew you grew up a Kobe fan. This was, this was step one in the plan, Trevor, for him to lose in the finals with the right. Celtics. Got to feel that pain, and then he'll seek to alleviate that pain in the arms of another. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I tried to steal your bit there, Matt. 
Nope, nope. You're good. Scorpio's still uh, my favorite one so far, though. That's right. That was pretty yeah. good. Ayel uh, Farkash says, after the Woods trade, we should target Bamba with the MLE and try and trade for a wing like Dort or Trent Jr. If you're mm. not, if Otto Porter Jr. is off the table, let's say he just says, nope, I'm staying or whatever. He goes somewhere else. Is Mo Bamba the next highest on your list, even though he's not a wing? Like, if you could get him for $6 million, I would, I would take that pretty quickly. Is he unrestricted? He will be. The word yeah. is that the Magic, since they're going to be drafting a big, it's going to probably going to be Jabari Smith. When they draft him, they're going to um, release the rights to Bamba because they're not. Oh, going to play well, that just gets interesting now, doesn't it? Um, ooh, would he be my top option? He'd be pretty up there. I feel like I'd if if I didn't have Otto Porter, my next option I'm pivoting to is Gary Payton. Oh, okay. Uh, former Laker Gary Payton, the second, by oh. the way. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty hard. I mean, I could see the, the upside with Bomba for sure. We need another big, someone who's a shot blocker and a stretch five. That'd be awesome. But it checks a lot of boxes. It does, but I, I always lean toward perimeter defense. And I know, I know Gary Payton's not much of an outside threat and can't really score, but just the intangibles he brings defensively, like tonight against Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I thought he was excellent. Uh, the Lakers could use a guy like that. For sure. For sure. So yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, that's a toss-up. Really yeah, that's a toss-up. I still lean TJ Warren, maybe even just like the high-risk, high-reward upside of getting a guy okay. like a TJ Warren. But yeah, Gary Payne's second's up there too. Um, not saying you set this, map, but he does provide some value offensively, just his screening, his cutting, yep. and how smart of a basketball player he is. Um, but again, yeah, Mo Bamba, you could snag him somehow, assuming uh, Otto Porter Jr. goes back to Golden State or goes elsewhere. Same with Gary Payne the second. Then he's probably right up there. I've got a good question for you guys. Yeah, you prioritizing those guys over Malik Monk? Yes, yes. Okay. And it, and it, it pains me to say it. You know, uh, but I think in terms of fit, you need that. You well, not even fit. In terms of what skill sets you need on this team you need those things more than you need a microwave scorer off the bench, which is, I think, Malik Monk's ultimate role, right? Is to be that microwave scorer. I think you need shot-blocking big with three-point shooting ability. You need big switchy wing with three-point shooting ability more than sixth-man score. That's, nope, that's, I'm in agreement. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I just wanted to know I wasn't crazy. So, And I would love to see, I think the Lakers struck gold with Malik Monk. Monk. I would love to see him back. But if I have to pick one of those things to get, Malik Monk is third in terms of what skill sets do the Lakers need the most. Yep. Now, if you can't get any of those guys, then we're starting to have a conversation about Malik Monk potentially coming back. Yeah, if there's if there's no Otto Porter, there's no Mo Bamba, there's no TJ Warren, and Malik Monk says, hey, I'll take $6 million. Then sure. Sure. I mean, I'd even have Bruce Brown over Malik Monk, if I'm being honest. Would you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I could see it. I don't know if I would go that far, but he's a crafty Ola cutter. Depot, I would actually go with too, probably. I'd rather have Monk over Depot. I, I think I would take Monk too. Okay. But, but close. I mean, skill set wise. Bamba mentality says Curry wins finals MVP. Celtics get to see a trophy ceremony on their home floor. Lakers yep. are still tied for the most winning franchise. We all got what we got. We wanted today. Go Lakers. Shout out Lakers nation. Damn straight. You're here. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It's a good day. Today was a good day 
Obviously, Lakers aren't where they want to be or anything, but given the circumstances, this is the best we could have hoped for, right? The Celtics didn't win a championship. Yep. Uh, Dre Johnson said, I'm still pissed Magic drafted Lonzo before Tatum. You're going to be mad for a long time. Yeah, hindsight's 2020, but yeah. I'm still more upset we traded Zubat for 20 games to Mike Muscala. Oh, my gosh. Who, ironically, is a good trade target for the Lakers in the next couple weeks here. (laughs) He actually could be. Yeah. He actually could be. Just great. He certainly could be. Oh, man. So what do we – so now – I've been saying this for a while. Now that the season is officially over, the worst season in Lakers history is officially over. It's done. Get ready. Yep. Because – Anything that was being kept quiet because the finals were on, that's not going to be the case anymore. I mean, we already saw stuff get leaked. There was already a trade. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I know. That's just it. Like, that's not the norm during the final. Usually teams just... There were two trades. Jermichael Green, Christian Wood. I think things are going to heat up really fast. Like, it wouldn't shock me if tomorrow we get fresh Lakers rumors. Uh Oh, Absolutely. Good for uh, Dallas, by the way, with the highway robbery of a oh, trade. Yeah, what a great trade. Um, yeah, just so everyone knows, Lakers Nation is actually at its busiest right now, all the way mm-hmm. through like August. So, yep. Trevor is going to have no sleep. That's right. No sleep till the end of July. Did I, did I, can I tell you a funny story? Sure. Did I ever tell you about the time I found out that I was, uh, I was at a club in Mexico when the Kawhi Leonard trade broke? Oh, no. That was the worst. I had to step outside. Or well, not trade, but when he signed with the Clippers. But at least you had alcohol nearby, readily available. I, I was not <laughs> planning on drinking nearly that much. I was so distraught. This is like the whole, was he going to come to the Lakers? It's down between him, the Raptors, and the and the, and the Clippers. And yeah, it was the whole mess. So I did not sleep that night either. That was, I was packing for Vegas when that happened. For Summer League. I remember it was like 2 a.m. in the morning, too. And yep. I like I, I, I screamed. Oh, yeah. Awful. I fell asleep right before it happened, too. And I woke up pissed. So great. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't know if that's worse. Waking up mad or going to sleep mad? I think waking up. One mad. leads to the other. So <laughs> right. true. Uh, Demetrius Jones said, how realistic is TJ Warren? Fairly realistic, I think. I think I that think the so. Lakers already proved last season that they're the kind of team that you can come to get your opportunity to rehab your value and then cash in. I think that's what Malik Monk is going to do this season. So that, or this summer. So I think he is a realistic option. If they're willing to do the taxpayer mid level that I, I think he's a realistic target for the Lakers. Yeah. He wouldn't be my first offer per se, yeah. but sure. if uh, your preferred targets, like the ones we just mentioned at the top here are, are gone, then yeah, I think you definitely throw that at him and see if it sticks. He's not your first call, but no. If you got it, if you got it, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. Uh, Mr. Easley, what about Iman Shumpert on a minimum? We need defense, no. or is he no. washed? No. Washed. No, yeah. washed. Yep. Sorry. Um, Joe Aparicio said, it's happening, guys. I'm live in the Bay Area. Oh, no. We were talking to you before about this, Joe. I remember this. And these Warriors fans are celebrating in my face for having a Lakers hat on. I hate the Celtics. I was cheering for the Warriors. Oh, man. Sorry I mean, you, 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 you should just fans. be telling them, saying, hey, thank you for doing us a favor and preventing the Celtics from winning a championship. See, right. that's that's my whole thing, right? It's like the proximity thing. There's a lot of Lakers fans up in, in, Northern, in Northern California. So, of course, like that rivalry kind of exists there. But 
but it doesn't exist. But just like, like, okay, in Portland, you've got a lot of people that hate the Lakers. In Phoenix, you've got a lot of people that hate the Lakers. And in Salt Lake City, you've got a lot of people that hate the Lakers. In those environments, but in LA or just about it or anywhere else, really, do Lakers fans hate the Warriors, the Blazers, the Suns, maybe the Suns a little bit, but not like the Clippers or the Celtics. Yeah, see, like, no way. all yeah. the Lakers fans' adversity toward Clippers fans is literally proximity because they're in the same city. That's it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. every other team, I, I could not care less about unless you're the Celtics, so. Oh, we've got a uh, potential trade to discuss here. If the Nets didn't want to give Kyrie an extension yes. and says he wants out, <laughs> would you trade Russ with another team to get Kyrie? So he's talking about dumping Russ's salary somehow in order to have some kind of room. You still wouldn't have enough room get Kyrie but if whatever the the path is if you could flip Russ if you could turn Russ into Kyrie you would do that right well, <laughs> in a second what, I mean no well it kind of I, I know he comes with all his 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 baggage but you're telling me I can get Kyrie for Russ I you do that in a heartbeat you know if I would have applied myself I could have gone to the NBA you think so yeah I think so but it's just like it's been done you know I didn't want to I was like I don't want to be a follower hi I'm Jason Concepcion and I'm Shea Serrano and we are back we have a new podcast from Wondery it's called Six Trophies Woo! and it's the f-ing best each week Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines finding the best most interesting most compelling stories and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities trophies like the Dom Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, not not even. I'm I'm sprinting to league offices trying to get this finalized, for sure. And I, I wouldn't even say that Kyrie is the perfect fit for the Lakers in terms of what they need, but just the the upgrade you would take it in a second. Again, people want to just trade Russ for like chips at this point. Why not get a useful player? I would say Kyrie's pretty useful. Can the, the Lakers Cup. do that? Like, like, can, like can, uh, can the Lakers just jettison Russ, or is this, or do they have to get something? of significance back it'd be uh, ideal i feel just like that's why i like the hornets deal so much just so you can get some players that could be in your rotation did our wing depth so now you have more options in my opinion throughout the rest of free agency um i mean if you have to get cap space sure but i think it'd be more ideal to get some rotation players for us yes that is uh the ideal path Golden State Warriors team is chanting F.U. Draymond in the locker room as they celebrate. That's funny. <laughs> Very classy crowd over in Boston. I like it. I like it. Uh, Eshab 976 said, what about Frank Jackson if Detroit releases him? That's an intriguing option. Yeah, you know, we did. So Keith Smith and I did um, our point guard breakdown of the point guard free agency class. And he had Frank Jackson up a lot higher than I expected. Um, as this this high-level option, I don't know if I'm ready to go there, but he's an intriguing candidate, particularly when you look at age and just the ability to be a scorer to come in for you. Sure. I mean, why? it's worth a shot. Worth a shot. I don't think he's a... Like, let me ask you guys this. Would you do... If it took the taxpayer mid-level to get him, would you do that? No. 
No, no I wouldn't no. go that far either. He he's a he's a offer this guy a veteran minimum kind of like Malik Monk and see if he says yes kind of guy. Yeah. And see if you can sell him <clears> on the <throat> hey, imagine look at what this did for Austin Reeves standing. He's getting endorsement deals and stuff now. Look at what this did for Malik Monk. Increase your profile, come to the Lakers, right? Live in Los Angeles, yeah. Well, yeah, that's also <laughs> yeah, that point. too. Madness to Menace, ten dollars super chat. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Uh, Dre Johnson, I was thinking Lakers get Kyrie and favors. OKC gets Russ and that 2027 pick gets the Nets get Kenrich, Mike, uh, Muscala, and someone else with a trade exception. Can it's not the, enough for the Nets. Yeah. And can the Thunder even do the Russ trade now? Now that they uh, absorbed Michael Green? Ooh. Good question. I'm not the salary cap guy. But I don't know that they can. I don't think they can. Um... They would and have I don't to send, send back more salary, I would think. To make can they reroute yeah. Green, too, in another deal before the new league, new league year starts? By himself, you can. Yeah, because you can't aggregate his salary. Right, right. right. Um, so in that three-deal three, three deal scenario, you might even need to find a fourth team then because you already have Kenrick and Mike Muscala going to the Nets. It became less likely, Yeah. I think. There became significantly less likely that a rust deal with OKC gets worked out. It's po- I'd have to look at the numbers, but it's possible that it can't even happen at all. I also think that rust to Houston became less likely because Christian Wood's now gone. That would have been the one. Okay, you know, hey, we're gonna. It's gonna be Christian Wood and John Wall or Russ and THT or something like that, and the Lakers throw in other stuff. You know, maybe the Lakers could be talked into something like that. But with Christian Wood gone, are you doing that for Eric Gordon? I mean, you have a discussion about it, but. I would be more likely to do that for Christian Wood, certainly. Yeah, Chet Holmgren's going to look good in the Rockets jersey. You think that's who they're getting? I mean, I think Jabari goes one or two for sure. And sure. then it really just comes down to the last two, Paolo or Chet. And Paolo, I think at this point, is like everyone's darling. So Looks like the Thunder are going to take Chet. Although I do agree, the Thunder should take Paolo because I think he's the best player in the draft. But Oh, Paolo's so good, man. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Excited. Drafts a week away, draft day trades, all that kind of stuff. It'll be fun. Uh, Mark Charisma said, it's clear to me uh, Boston needs some veteran experience, a playmaker, <laughs> a dog in their team. They should trade Tatum for Yes, Washington. do it. Do it. That would that would definitely I was go- I was going through that list and I was like, well, they've got Al Horford for veteran, yeah. playmaker, smart, you know, dog. And I was like, oh, okay, that's where he went with uh, it. I like Brad that. Stevens, get on the phone right now. Call Rob yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. That's hilarious. I love that. That was not going to happen. Not going to happen. But it, it would be great. It would be great if it did. Not going to happen, though. Yes. Steph won all three MVPs this year. Mm-hmm. That's right. He did? Three. Yeah, just two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, well, he won the two MVPs of the playoffs, the Western Conference and the Finals. Yes. No, I saw oh, the comment. All the, all, oh, all star, all star, all star okay. MVP. Okay, but I just missed the regular the, season the regular season MVP. Will do you think we'll see somebody get all four? Mm, all star MVP, regular season MVP, Finals MVP, Conference MVP. At some point, probably you'd have. To I would imagine him. so, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe Giannis next year. Honestly, that's Giannis does like doing candidate. everything, so. <laughs> somebody said where's chris masters australia actually yes 
He is in Australia right now. If you scouting, him, uh, scouting our boy Kai Soto, doing some background. That's what he's doing. <laughs> that is Chris. what he's doing. Definitely, definitely not wrestling. He's actually on a scouting trip. Yep. For for Lakers Nation. Yep. Um, Fournier and Randall. What do you think about? It? I just threw this up because the Knicks thing keeps popping up. People keep talking about some kind of a Knicks deal. Fournier, Randall, some some combination of Knicks players. Fournier, Kemba, other stuff getting added in. The Lakers almost made a trade that landed them some Knicks players at the trade deadline. The Lakers oh. were in. The Raptors and the Knicks fumbled the ball. What do you think about a rush deal that brings in, I don't know how much I like this, brings in Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier, Alec Burks, and I know there's one other guy in there that I'm forgetting. But what do you what do you think Maryland's about something Noel? like that? Yeah, maybe it was Nerlens Noel. Uh, I mean, for that group of players, I think you do it just because it's it goes back to my point about turning Russ into two to three rotation guys. And this is kind of yeah. what I meant. These are playable guys, not sexy names, not world beaters, not people you probably even want on your team if you had a choice. But you can't tell me that those guys can't play minutes for the Lakers right now. Right. So. That's the kind of deal that makes sense for the Lakers right now. Unfortunately, I know everyone wants to have a Christian Wood deal for the Lakers, but I don't see that happening. So the next best thing is to fill out your roster with playable dudes. Don't have to rely on undrafted free agents or guys you sign off with the street. That's just my opinion, though. Finding playable dudes, as you call them, will not be easy this offseason. <laughs> I mean, I'm just pass, saying, it's, it's though, rough. right? It's, it's hard. Exactly. Like, and... We have to remember, too, like we keep bringing up all these names. Other teams are going to be interested in the same players. There's no guarantee that selling them on like the Laker Allure and all these other benefits is really going to bring them in. So uh, trade Westbrook for Brogdon and healed and go after Bamba and free agency. Sure. That, at this point, that's probably my ideal offseason. Yeah, I think I, so. and you could maybe put Otto Porter in the Bamba spot there or whatever. Yeah. But like I'd be. That would be, I've, I've been saying for a while, the Lakers have to bat a thousand this offseason, this summer, in order to fix all the problems of last season. I think that would equate to batting a thousand if you were able to flip Russ and get Brogdon and Heald and get Bomba and free agency. But do you trade both first to get Brogdon and Heald if Indiana says that's what they want? I would do one. I don't think I would do both. But what if this is a hard stance, too? Probably don't do it. Nope. Well, then there you go. That's probably what yeah. the cost is going to be. Lakers probably. are thirsty. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... all in off season. You did it in that one. I did it in that one because that was my. I'm throwing caution to the wind and trading everything that's not nailed down in order to make this happen. And in that one, I traded away one of the first to Indiana in the deal, and wow. I didn't buy a second round pick, and I paid Indiana an extra four million just to kind of sweeten the pot a little bit. And if I had to throw in a second or something, I would. I just think you've got to have teams want first, and if you if you use everything you've got left in this one move, you've got just zero flexibility moving forward. And so I, I don't know about that. That's a bit too much. And I know the Pacers and every team out there is going to be looking to fleece the Lakers in a deal. And so that's yeah. going to be the challenge for them is when every team, there's no team out there that's going to call up the Lakers and say, Hey, 26 pick for Christian Wood. Do you want this? No team's offering the Lakers a deal like that. It's not happening. Great. I still can't happen. believe it was just for the 26 pick, man. That's Un insane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Four dudes who won't play. Teams will look to fleece the Lakers. That's what we're going to see happen. And, and it's up to Rob Palenka and the Lakers front office to figure out a way to negotiate around that and to find their way through and get something done. Yep. 
Okay, so I've got a lot of people saying that this win tonight for the Warriors negatively impacted Kevin Durant's legacy. How do you guys feel about that? What? <laughs> because here's that's the, what, yeah, that's what I, I'm I know, right? About, like... I didn't. But people go, oh, the Warriors were able to win without Kevin Durant. Therefore, it shows Kevin Durant's rings don't mean as much. They were able to do it before he got there. <laughs> like, what the heck? That's and what's then, happening. And then Kevin Durant helped them beat a really good LeBron James team in 2017. Like, I don't really know what the... I think Kevin Durant's legacy is safe, man. I don't understand how that affects it at all. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think it's just more reactionary stuff. Sorry, like, I-, I had to think, like, where's the connection here? Like, I don't understand why Kevin Durant's getting dragged into this. <laughs> I didn't Watch, too. I, that every was my question... initial thing, too. I went, wait, how? Every question Draymond's going to get his press conference tonight is going to be about Kevin Durant. <laughs> every single one. Oh, I hope we get drunk Draymond at the parade again. That was great content for like a summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marcus Frazier, I can find it, just flew past me. There it is. Said the Lakers should go after Gary Trent Jr., shooting guard, small forward. So the Raptors fans I've seen on social media have been just dying laughing at the idea that the Lakers have anything that the Raptors would want for Gary Trent Jr. Now, that's fans, and I'm sure there were Rockets fans that would have just keeled over laughing if anybody had told them a few days ago that the 26th pick would cause them to trade Christian Wood, and yet here we are. So I'm not saying that's the end-all be-all, but Raptors fans in general seem to believe that the Lakers don't have enough to get Gary Trent Jr. What are your thoughts, guys? Can they actually get into the mix for Gary Trent Jr. and potentially land him? No. <laughs> that's so sad this wants uh, to be optimist matt come on man i'm also a realist um that's ryan's job <laughs> he's more of a pessimist if anything <laughs> um no i mean look if the lakers could have offered their 2027 first unprotected for christian wood wouldn't they have done that uh i would think so but then the rockets so. i mean i don't know maybe they did and the Rockets said nah or maybe they didn't. I, I don't know. I'm just saying though, like for for someone like Gary Trent Jr., who I think has two years left, or is it or is he expiring? I think it's two uh, years left. Yeah, let me look. It might even be three, but it's a multi-year contract. They have left. I'm going to look it up because if he's a multi-year guy, that's going to cost even more. Gary Trent Jr. has a oh, that's right. He has a player option for 2023, 2024. And the thought is that he probably, if he has a decent season, he opts out and looks for a big payday in the summer of 2023, which yeah. is why the Raptors might consider moving him because they don't want to be the team that pays him that big payday. Yeah, I mean, I kind of guess it depends too. Like, are they still high on THT one? Um, are they cool getting a pick for that's going to essentially turn into a 13 year old right now? Is, is that cool? <laughs> Um, if they're like, yeah, we'll take uh, we'll take THT and whatever else you need to throw in for salary, and you make that 2027 first, I don't know, top what what protection level are you comfortable with? Top 10, top 10, top, yeah, something like that. All right, so we'll do THT, none, and a top five protected 2027 first for Gary Trent Jr. Are you doing that? Yeah, I would well, do that. Yeah, I would do that. The Raptors might have to be high on THT in order to do it, but. Yeah, I think so. But um, just going back to the question, I, I, I would love the Lakers to try and chase after him, but I don't really know if it's reasonable or feasible for them to do that. The Raptors could easily talk themselves into, well, you know, we could probably still compete. We did pretty well this year considering the circumstances. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. 
I feel like if anything, it's probably more likely they move off something like Siakam for a bigger piece, but that's just uh, my personal opinion. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think they would be... They're going to try not to move Siakam, but if there's a big trade out there, and yeah. I, I don't know specifically what would be out there, maybe they consider it. Uh, Nathan Donahue, what about Eric Bledsoe? As a backup on the minimum, becomes very likely he'll be weighed by the Blazers, still plays good defense. That last part true? Yeah, I mean, you. I, I don't know if that is. <laughs> I don't know if that is, but... I think you could do worse. He wouldn't be the top of my list or anything. I, I'm assuming he w- whether the Blazers keep him or not, I, I think he probably does wind up getting waived. Um, so yeah, I, I could see him potentially being an option. But again, he's probably not the top of my list if, I, if I'm the Lakers. He's like in the Avery Bradley category of veteran guards sure. for me. Does Who Avery Bradley come back? Please, no. I... D- I love Avery Bradley, Lakers champion, but uh, I I would hope not. Who else is in your Avery Bradley tier of players? Uh, you'd have to name a few. I, I can't think of them on the top of my head. But, um, I mean, if we're talking about older veteran players that I think could be had for cheap, Joe Ingles is one of my personal favorites. If he's, if he's healthy. If he's, if healthy. he's healthy, right. If he's healthy. But that's why I think, like, you, you're going to have taxpayer mid-level, veteran minimum contracts. Go get your guy, Wes Matthews. I <laughs> I gotta stop. Everyone's accusing me at this point. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Everyone can say it for me at this point because they know. Team reacts that is there a way to convince Russ to decline 47 million and sign Blech. a cheaper long-term deal like 15 to 18 million per season for three years? So that's 15 million, that's that's 45 million. Why would you you would give up? You would lose like a lot of money when you factor in future earnings. Um, even 17, that's not enough. And I don't think the Lakers want to extend the Russell Westbrook experiment. Like the only value Russ has right now is as an expiring and you would get rid of that. I understand you would free up some cap space, but I just don't think, I, I don't see that being in the cards. Extending Russ is worse than bringing him back and just riding it out for one more year. Extensively worse than doing that option. Yeah. Matt doesn't even have to comment. He's just shaking his head and... <laughs> I just, uh, what's that line from Pitch Perfect? I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. There you oh, go. there yeah. you go. Yeah, no, gross. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, Jose Ortiz, Lakers should give Tyrese Evans a look to see if his conditioning is. He was 6'4", playing really good before the suspension. I mean, I'm a believer in leave no stone unturned, but I think the ship is pretty much sailed on, on Evans at this point. Um, can you give him a look? Sure, but I, I wouldn't assume anything there. If you're if you're digging this far for options, I and it, think and it is and it is Tyreek. Yeah, I was about to say that too. Um, <laughs> if you're digging this far for options, you're just better off playing the undrafted pool. Yeah, yeah, especially I mean that's where the Lakers had success this past season was with guys who were kind of cast aside, either undrafted 
or they had flamed out with other teams. And we talk about Stanley Johnson, Wendy and Gabriel, these guys who are younger, have fresh legs. Those are the guys they need to look for. Yes. Uh, Demetrius Jones, why not wave and stretch Russ? We can get better fit players with the money left over next year. You're talking about three years of Russ dead money on the book, $16 million. July 1st, Lou Aldang finally comes off the books. Finally, <laughs> Lou Aldang's contract will be off the Lakers' books. And you want to sign up for three years of Russ at $16 million in dead money sitting on your books. Now, maybe if he really gives back money in a buyout, but it doesn't feel like that is even in the Lakers' thought process right now with the way they've been talking about things. No. That's also probably the least likely option outside of extending Russell Westbrook. Those are easily the two least likely options. Come on, guys. The Celtics lost. Don't ruin my night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here, Jared Chalker said, I was sad at the beginning of the finals, but maybe this dubs dub (laughs) is a good sign of things to come for the Lakers. No Celtics chip to end the year. Is this the first thing that went right for the Lakers this season? No. That the Celtics lost in the finals? Darvin Ham, no. which Darvin Ham, okay. I okay, that's that's fair. Reeves and Monk, sure. Stanley Johnson, LeBron being incredibly good at thirty-seven. Okay. Sorry, there's I things. Mean, yeah, there's things. There's some things, but this this is certainly better than finishing the season with the Celtics championship. Oh, yeah, I would have. Oh, I I might have just locked myself in my room and not come out for like weeks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Till uh, till preseason, till preseason or summer league. Yeah, I was about to say, come on, Matt. Oh, the Celtics finally lost. Thank God. Thank goodness. Oh, it's not even as like it's a celebration, but it's more relief than anything else. Yes, it's I definitely relief. celebrated for the first three minutes or so. There was that, but relief, relief mostly. I don't like Matt on the show. Me neither, honestly. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, come on. It's an impromptu show that we that we put together here to, to celebrate the end of the season. And yeah, now we're in the offseason, officially. Finally. Come on, guys. Be positive. We got the draft next week. Let's go. That's right. And you know what? The Lakers, they're going to make moves. No matter Hopefully. what's going on, things are going to happen. Fingers crossed. Fingers Rob, crossed. How hot is Rob Polinka's seat right now? Like, how important is it that Rob Polinka get this offseason, right? Uh, I'd say it's pretty warm, man. Like, Sean, if if this doesn't go well, is Rob Polinka the Lakers GM at the end of next season? No. And also, I think that we've talked about this on in the past, about the rumors that Rob and being pressured by the higher-ups in the organization – yeah, I, I think Rob. If this if the Lakers do poorly next year, what's Rob's excuse now? You can't blame it on the coach because you just hired somebody. This is on you, and Jeannie might have to make some tough decisions, which she seems like she's prepared to. But you know, actions speak louder than words, so we'll see. You're just down on me. What? I I hope Bill Simmons does a podcast tonight. Oh. <laughs> I I actually enjoyed it because I typically don't. No, listen, I loved him as a, as a writer, but um, I don't listen to his podcast all that frequently. Um, but I listened to the one the other day after the game five loss, and it was actually enjoyable because they lost. So it would probably be a good one here. 
Oh yeah, I'm gonna inject that in my veins later. Yeah, yeah, I gotta see if I can. If How I about can the find Draymond that? podcast, that's gonna be a lead too. Yes. Talking about good podcasting. <laughs> well, listen to that podcast and some new Drake later. So it's awesome. See, I, tr- I try to get Trevor excited about new Drake in the playback stream, and Trevor just looked at me like I was a wall. Wrong, like wrong audience. Wrong audience, Sean. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm wrong guy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm too my old bad. for that, and it's not my style either. So I told Sean, like, I couldn't even name three Drake songs. He's going to have a line about the Warriors winning on one of those singles, dude. I already know it. He's going to talk about, uh, did you see the video of him like talking about Kobe when Kobe doesn't make shots in game seven? You just have to play defense at 3-1, his own championship? Yeah. No? Okay. I did Chad? see that. Okay, no. never mind. Good. <laughs> Dang it, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, let me get to a couple more of these uh, these Super Chats. Mamba mentality. Off topic. Seems the Rockets could have gotten more for Christian Wood. Why do you think the trade went as it did? I mean, they, maybe they just put a lot of value on a, a first-round pick. Maybe they put a lot of value in not paying more money next year, and that's, that's why they it. wanted all expiring contracts. Yep. Um, that very very well could have been. I think both those things were probably factors. Yeah, I'd have to imagine it's more so the pick and the money. That's like purely the uh, the reason behind that deal for Houston, at least. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely think they could have gotten like an extra second or something, unless Christian Wood's value is just. Uh, not as high around the league as it is across uh, the fan bases. I don't know. Um, maybe some other teams were spooked that he's an expiring also. True. And and want more money. And there's been talk about, you know, him not being great in the locker room and all that. So those are those are factors that, you know, teams might hear about more than um more than fans would. Yep. Spencer Evans, are the KCP rumors of him coming back to the Lakers true? If so, he's a good option. I didn't know there awesome. were KCP rumors, but if you could flip, if you could trade straight up THT for KCP, would you do it? God, jeez. Uh, I want to say just no. put Kuz in there, and then we'll do it. Go ahead, bring Kuz back. You would rather do Matt? Were you the same? You would you would put Kuzma ahead? Like, if you could flip THT for Kuzma or KCP, would it be a, a yes? Would you pick the Kuzma side? Yes. Okay. But Size, KCP versatility, more upside, absolutely. Uh-huh. I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. But KCP, would that be a no? No. Oh man, that's like a fit versus talent argument. It is. I think I would still lean THT by here. I mean, he came on toward the end of the year. Granted, no one was really playing seriously anymore. But I feel like the way I'm looking at it is, if THT rehabs his value and looks better next year, he looks like a more attractive trade piece. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna stick with THT in that scenario. Okay, that's fair. I think it's close. I think it's close. If it was Kuzma, well, what would sure. you do? I I would probably be the same. And that's part of me is I, you know, you gamble a little bit on the upside. Mm-hmm. But I also think that you're going to devalue devalue THT if Russ sticks around. Sure. But do you do you really want to just kind of bite the bullet and say, well, THT, it's going to be another year till you can be truly good, till you can really blossom in a lineup that has the kind of spacing that you need that's tough too so that would that would be a difficult decision I, in fact i think if i was rob palenka i would probably feel things out with tht's agent and see where he was if he felt like he needed to move on for his career that's where i might consider fostering a little goodwill there and making the move to help him out to get him into a different situation and let it be known hey 
if that's not what you're looking for, that's okay. We're, we're perfectly happy sticking with you and continuing to develop you and, and all of that. But we understand this is a tough spot. This is on the table for us. If this is something that you're looking to do, we will do this to help you out. But otherwise, we would prefer not to. That's that's probably how I would handle that if I was Rob Blinka. That's a good way to approach it. I think I'm in the same boat. Can somebody in the chat please describe to me what's the obsession with Buddy Bayheim, please? I would. I keep seeing his name pop up. The three-point shooter from Syracuse? From Syracuse. He's not getting drafted. So please, let's stop. Uh, yeah, it's probably just a name thing. I did see that. I've got a lot of people in the chat saying they would take KCP. I mean, I honestly, if you're talking about I need to win just next year, which I think that's the time frame we're all operating under, then right. absolutely. Um, it's a delicate balance. That's why it was hard for me to to decide mm-hmm. whether or not I would do that kind of swap. Yeah, yeah, it would be t- it would be something that I would be either way, even after if you do it, even if you don't, you're losing sleep, right? It's that kind of decision. It's so cl- you're tossing and turning. Right? How funny it is to talk about players that were on the roster at the same time. I know. I know. <sighs> okay, so I've seen a lot of people in the chat. We need to talk about this. A lot of people in chat has said, go get Hernan Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, I know, I don't want hey, Here it is, here it is. This, it actually just popped up, and I know they didn't, didn't type it just because I said it, because it was as I finished the sentence. Lakers should sign Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez isn't good. Bo Cruz is really good. I, I don't think that Hernan Gomez is the guy the Lakers are going to go get, but let me hit you guys with this. Sure. I think we are now in a Vincent Chase situation. Okay. In that Adrian Grenier, who played Vincent Chase in the in the show Entourage. Entourage. Uh, Sean, you might be too young. That's true. Okay, okay. I already have to deal with it from Trevor. Now you too, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> I love Entourage. Ari Gold is one it's, of my favorite TV characters it, ever. Absolutely. So. It's it's fantastic. I, I still great. watch it every now and then and my wife rolls her eyes. But in any event, the best thing he could have done for his career at the height of Entourage was just legally change his name to Vincent Chase. And just go and just go with it. I think. Watch Hernan Gomez is in that situation. Yeah. Just just change your name to Bo Cruz and go with it. Man, look good. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, he is one of those looks really good in theory or like on paper players, but product-wise, not, not so great, which is a bummer. Didn't he get drafted like sixth or seventh that year? It's pretty know. high, if I recall. He was a lottery pick. Yeah. He's the skill set is interesting, but yeah. Stretch forward. I, I don't in fire. reality, I don't think you go for him. But again, he just needs to change his name to Bo Cruz. Absolutely. Then go, then go I still haven't watched the movie, but I'm just gonna agree with you guys. What you haven't Yeah, we talked about this. He hasn't watched it yet. Hmm. Stop watching film and go watch a movie, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to catch up on my draft pill, Matt. Leave me alone. All right. Last one. We'll call it a night. Maddie James said, I'd rather put more attention on player development on Gabriel Reeves and Stanley more so than THT. Why not all of them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can develop all of those guys, but do we think that THT, is the upside still there for him? Or has that ship sailed now that we had what we saw last season? I know there was a lot of hype about him coming into the season. Then he tears the ligament and thumb of his shooting hand. Is he like kind of the post-type sleeper here for the Lakers for next season? 
I just would like to remind folks that THT is younger than like a lot of these prospects in this draft. So I think that is a great point. I, I think that because he has been in the league for three years already now, and he hasn't popped like some people thought he would, that he is done or the ship sailed. I would just like to remind folks that he is still like 21 years old. I think the, I think the worst thing the Lakers did for THT was say he is going to be one of our main defensive stoppers and a great yes. three-point shooter this upcoming. That's why. It just oversold him and for a role he wasn't ready for yet. And particularly, I think, in a role that he's probably not even best suited for. Yeah. It was, uh, it was too much. It was too much to put on a guy who had just turned. He turned 21, like, what, right before the season started? Like, it's, he November, just barely yeah. turned 21. Or no, okay, yeah, November. He's in so. November. Yeah. Just into the season, for comparison, like Austin Reeves is twenty four. Yep, I mean, that kind of stuff matters. That kind of stuff matters, and so I think there's still plenty of upside there. But I feel like people are are not paying attention to that anymore because of the way last season went. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's classic fandom. You want everything right away. You want instant results. These things take time. Like it would not surprise me if THG is off this roster in the next couple of years. He's killing it somewhere else. And then people are going to come back and say, oh, the Lakers should have kept THT. Right. <laughs> um, that's life. Said, are the Lakers banking on players taking a vet minimum? I know we said last one would be the last one, but we got a few more super chats. Um, vet minimum back firing on them since they don't tend to work out. Are they banking on it? I don't know, but I think they, they're in a situation where they have to. Like they got to hit a couple singles. Yep. Yeah, they don't have many other options. They've got the taxpayer mid-level and veteran minimums. That's it. That's all they've got. So it's not, I don't want to say they're banking on it. Like, oh yes, these guys are, you know, just get better minimum guys, but they don't have any other choice. Maybe yeah. we'll get a Daniel House Jr. who I talked about in a more recent video. That's a good one. This is a vet minimum steal. Maddie James says, bring back Kuz. He's a better shooter than AD right now. Hey, I'm going to say Kuz had a really solid year with the Wizards. I don't know why he people did. are uh, still so down on him. I remember like the first couple of weeks, people were like, oh, look, the Lakers traded Kuz and now he's flourishing in Washington. <laughs> uh, of yeah, of course. Hector Nova says, hello, THT is easily more talented than all of them except Reeves. Put any of them in the position THT is in and they get screwed too. So, I mean, THT was put in like they're I can't think of a player worse in the NBA to put next to THT than Russell Westbrook in terms of having conflicting skill sets. Right, and that's the that's the situation that THT was put into this season. I think that that doesn't completely excuse his play or his development this season or lack thereof or anything like that, but it's a factor, and it's certainly something that matters. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's um, it was not an optimal roster for THT to flourish around. The same kinds of things he needs to to be good are the same things Russ needs. Lakers did not have either, so lo and behold, both of them struggled this past year. What a concept. It's not that hard, guys. Um, but that being said, just because, you know, he didn't have a good year doesn't mean you just dump him for nothing. Um, if there's a good trade out there that fills a need for the Lakers right now, ideally on the wing as a 3 and D guy, then you do it. But otherwise, I think you're okay to hold on to THT for at least one more season. Okay. $20 super chat coming in from Benjamin. Thank Woo-hoo. you. Said, this is a stupid question. $20 stupid. <laughs> but what's the point of developing a young player like THT when they will eventually just go somewhere else for more money? 
at that point, you could just grab a good free agent instead of developing them. Because that's not necessarily going to be the case, that they go mm. somewhere else for more money. That That's the beauty of having a young player is that you get their bird rights, and then you can offer them more than anybody else can. Let's say if THT somehow, next season, THT becomes a superstar in the NBA. And not what I'm saying is going to happen, but the Lakers will have his bird rights so they can then offer him what they need to in order to keep him. That's why you develop young talent so you can keep them long-term. And then eventually maybe you flip that young talent for, for something else, but you don't see young players who are really good often just go somewhere else and get more money. Now, if you're talking about a mid-level guy, sure. Like a Malik Monk, I understand the frustration there, but the Lakers only had him on a one-year deal. So you don't have his bird rights. It's a different situation than what you've got with THT, where it's a guy that you actually, well, they traded for him on draft night. But the guy that you've got bird rights for, it's a very different situation than a guy that you don't have the ability to go over the cap to sign like a Malik Monk. That's like telling the Warriors who have Jordan Poole, have developed Jordan Poole, uh, you know what? No, who cares? Let's not pay you or whatever. Let, let's let you leave. Who cares about your development? No, that's just, that's not the proper way of thinking, in my opinion. You develop guys, hope they can help your roster and your team win a title like Jordan Poole did, and then they want to. They're going to pay Jordan Poole, and I think they will, actually, but no. Yeah, you, you want good players on your team, and you want them to come to you when they're cheap. So that is the point of developing a young player. There we go. All right, guys. Let's wrap things up there. Guys, thanks for coming in here and joining me. Oh, no. We got another <laughs> no, super chat. Just, just give it established. You know what? I missed one on last night's show that came in right like after buzzer. we stopped. Yeah. So I'm going to have to. Uh, I'll add that one in uh, next time we do a show. We'll do it tomorrow for the Fun Friday. Would you be against bringing back all the young players and just adding more players like Otto Porter? No, I, I think that's, I think that's, the, the that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's the most likely scenario that we have here. So to answer the question, no, I'm not opposed. No, no. Maybe trade THT if Russ comes back. Yeah, you, you look at it, you consider it, but I think most likely they do. All right, everybody, thank you for joining us. Got to celebrate that the Celtics did not win a championship. Thank you, Warriors, for that. The off season is finally here. Make sure you're subscribing to the LakersNation.com YouTube channel. And don't forget to leave us that five star rating and review over on Apple Podcast, guys. This was fun. Let's do this again real soon. F Boston. That's there we right. go.